Welcome to Vit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Vit Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molyneux. For information about Vit Friends classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. Bit Friends podcasts are now sponsored by my Bitiligo team. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So on today's show, I would like to welcome Rodney Poole. Welcome, Rodney. What do you say, Mark? Hey, how's it going, man? All right, all right. Beautiful, beautiful. Living life. Uh, absolutely. Hey, that's the show, Living Life and Love. So we got to live life. You know, that's very important. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Absolutely. So um, before we really dig into our conversation, I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners and then um, then I'll give them a synopsis of why I'm doing this show. Okay, sure, sure, sure thing. My name is Rodney Poole and I consider myself to be the voice of prevention. I have uh, been doing prevention work uh, for about 12 years now, working in schools throughout the U.S. as well as some international stuff. Uh, my objective, my, my life uh, work now is working with young people, uh, parents as well, to teach them about the dangers of underage drinking, uh, alcohol, and other drug use. I've literally traveled the world. I've been to Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Singapore, Thailand, Nairobi, Hanoi, over in Vietnam, Mumbai, New Delhi, all over the U.S. Wow. And uh, I love, man, I tell you, my life is, is amazing. Uh, I, I've been able to uh, work with, I don't know how many students, thousands of students, and the, the work continues. The, the, the media is coming after young people, trying to get them to realize, or, or trying to en encourage them to uh, uh, have a good time and, and consume their products. But I want to make sure they realize that there are some risks for a teenager consuming alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. So that's what I do. And I, I thank you so much, Mark, for, for bringing me on this evening. I tell you, I, I have so much respect for you. Uh, uh, doing what you do, and I want to encourage you to keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And and, uh, and Rodney, I want to say to our listeners out there, you know, I know this show is geared towards the vitiligo community. However, I want us to look beyond our skin and start looking at us, each other, as human beings. And when with being a human being, you come with some real problems. And sometimes, you know, it may be our kids that are affected. It could be a family member. It could be us. And I wanted mm -hmm. you to come on to talk about this because sometimes we, we don't talk about the challenges we have because we get embarrassed or we don't want people to know. And I think alcohol has become a big problem within our community. And I say community, mm -hmm. meaning people, especially during this pandemic. Yeah. Because yeah. if you have no other outlet, sometimes the bottle becomes that outlet. So let's go ahead and dig into the conversation um you have a, a very special program all those gear is in c but it i'm sure it has a mm -hmm. worldwide reach um right, as right. you just just mentioned can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about it maybe the title um and how it started sure thing uh talking out nc is a the governor's initiative the north carolina governor's initiative to reduce underage drinking here in the state of north carolina uh the alcoholic beverage control commission uh north carolina is a control state so uh, the governor figured that what we need to do is have some education about that product and make sure that young people are not consuming that product. So what we, our objective is to get parents or caregivers and teenagers 
talking about the risks of underage drinking. Uh, there are a lot of uh, traditions and, and myths and misinformation. And, and like I said, the marketing, you know, they, they paint the picture like alcohol is the best thing since sliced bread. And like Absolutely. I said, I work for the industry that sells alcohol, but I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that there are some major risks. And I know from experience that uh, for a, as a young person, it's different consuming alcohol. There are some right. major health risks for a young person who's consuming alcohol. So uh, that's what we do. Our our outreach is throughout the, the state of North Carolina, but my personal outreach is worldwide. If you got a school that, that's listening in Dubai, give me a call, holler at your boy, I'll be happy to come. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you do it, world, worldwide. That's because it. you know what, that's as it. big as this world is, this world is small. Yeah. You know? That's right, we are so connected now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. So, uh, so Rodney, as as you know, you talk about that, and it is very important for us to uh, get the facts because you know there are a lot there are a lot of myths and misconceptions and misinformation put out there. Can you give us some of the facts about um, underage drinking or or just alcohol in general? Sure thing, sure thing. Well, for those who don't know, alcohol is a depressant. It's a central nervous system depressant. It slows down those. Uh, central, those bodily functions that are controlled by the central nervous system. And for everything from uh, breathing, uh, heart rate, blood pressure, brain activity, alcohol slows those functions down. And if you drink too much of it, it will start to turn functions off, such as heart rate, blood pressure, brain activity, and breathing. So, and that's one of the big uh, uh, problems when young people start drinking, they drink way too much. You know, the commercials talk about drink responsibly, but what does that really mean? Right. You know, right. what does that mean to a 15 year old who's in a in a basement with all his boys and, you know, they got uh, two uh, two cases of beer? What does drink responsibly mean in that situation? Right. Uh, unfortunately, when young people get together and consume alcohol, the drinking is seldom social. It's very frequently it's it's one upsmanship. It's, it's right. competitive drinking. It's who can drink the most. It's it's that whole peer pressure thing. Right. There are some major risks. Now, when, hopefully, when adults get together, we figured out that okay, I'm going to have one beer, maybe two, and I'm going to I'm done. That's that's it for me. I, I'm driving, so I'm not going to drink at all. You know, that's right. that, that's those are examples of responsible consumption. But like I said, when young people, their brains are still developing. So right. consuming, if you have that developing brain and, and that teenage behavior uh, mixed with alcohol, it can be a very dangerous situation. Uh, a, a large number of motor vehicle accidents uh, where, out, right. where, where teenagers are involved, there's also alcohol involved as well. So we really want to encourage young uh, parents, go to our website, talkitoutnc.org, and, and, and figure out, find out how can I... First of all, educate yourselves about alcohol right. so that you can have a, a conversation with your with your young person that is uh, effective, is not lecturing, you're not blaming, you're not coming from a place of fear, you're coming from a place of, of, of care and concern. Right. And, and you know what's interesting, um, sometimes as the adults, because we're not educated enough, our kids are watching us mm. and they see the parents or the caregiver or the aunt and the uncle cousins drinking and you know when you see it on tv or you see people on the outside oh it looks like they're having fun you know they get drunk you see people dancing party and all that stuff but mm -hmm. they don't realize that there's a, those dangers you mentioned that comes along with it you know it, it's a very serious thing and i don't think like the adults think about it yeah. that way either because mm -hmm. most of us 
if we have alcohol in the house, we, we hope you have it locked away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's be real. You go in that refrigerator, mm-hmm. whoop, there it is. Alcohol. There it is. Yep. And yeah. and so in, in talking about with, with teenagers in general, what are mm-hmm. what are some of the effects? I know you mentioned, you know, some of the things are slowed down, but like mm-hmm. in terms of judgment and and you know, you're looking at consciousness, memory, you know, some of the things mm-hmm. that, that are listed on your website. Can you get into yeah. some of those things that affect the kids? Yeah, well, well, you you named it. That brain is still developing. Right. So, the, and the brain develops from the back to the front. The prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain in the very front, it's responsible for uh, executive function, co- impulse control, consequential thinking. If I do this, then there's a chance that, that may happen. That's one of the last parts of the brain to complete development. And the brain continues to develop upwards of age 25. So there is a ton of development taking place during those adolescent years, approximately from age 10 to 20. There is so much, there's synaptic pruning, there's myelination, the brain is becoming more effective, more efficient. Some of the old uh, connections are are being uh, trimmed away, if you will, and some new connections are being formed. That's why it's so important for young people to go to school when they're young. They can learn to pick things up really quickly and form those new connections. If you add alcohol to that situation, we're talking about the possibility of the brain not developing the way it's supposed to. Wow. And we're talking about possible long-term consequences with with memory, with uh, decision-making, possibly even uh, uh, mental health is a big risk. Um, you know, the, like I said, the, and the brain, that's, that's our command center. And so right, you don't want to start interrupting that <laughs> development. You, you want to be as healthy as possible as a young person. So give yourself every opportunity to develop the way you're supposed to. Um, you know, it, it's just, it, it's just so dangerous for you. And like I said, when young people get together and drink, uh, they don't get together and have a glass of wine, eat cheese no. and crackers and discuss politics. Uh, the drinking very frequently is, you may have heard it, chug, 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 right, right, chug. Right. You know, we've heard that on college campuses. Um, yeah. I, 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 lo- I love dear old Shaw you because we were a dry yeah. campus. So. <laughs> right. We, we would, we so, would dry in name. There you go. There you go. But it, it was it was there were some boundaries there. Right, and so right. it, it, a lot I, I really think there was some benefits to that because a lot of young Absolutely. people who did drink, it was off campus or it was on the low. It wasn't like on right. some campuses where they're really struggling with yeah, uh, right. keeping students healthy, keeping students alive in some cases, uh, keeping right. students uh, in school because of, you know, they're, they're experiencing the consequences of overconsumption. And you know all sorts of uh, really negative things are happening as a result. Absolutely. So it, it, it's just so important to have those conversations, uh, especially for, uh, 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 like you said, young people are watching. They're watching right. their caregivers. Right. They're listening, but they're really watching. One of the number Absolutely. one influences. One of the number one influences uh, has been reported by teenagers are their caregivers, their parents. Right. They're they're listening to what they say, even though they may hem and haw and. And, you know, and, and I don't know about slamming doors. I know I never, right, I, didn't, right. I, I don't recall ever slamming a door in my house, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> even though, you know, they may, uh, okay, mom, I know, I know, I know. Right, right. You're planting that seed. Every right. time you have that conversation, you're planting that seed and it's in the back of their mind. Even so, regardless of what their, their friends are doing, they know that there's some boundaries in place. When I get home, right. mom and dad or mom or dad or dad and mom, somebody's going to be up. Right, I'm not going right. to be able to just breathe in the house and head upstairs and go to bed. I'm going to have to, you know, talk to somebody. I, 
if if I'm drinking, if I'm using drugs, somebody's gonna know. Right, right, absolutely. And, and I've heard some parents even say, well, as long as they do it in my house. Well, yeah. my thing is, if they're underage, guess what? They're still underage. That's right. That's Here right. in North Carolina, well, it's 21. Yep. 21. So, 21. And, and, and even on that, you know, you think it, it, that's that myth. I'm 21, yeah. I can mm -hmm. drink, I can drink responsibly. But as you said, you're still developing. Yeah. Yep. So you're going to feel those effects of the alcohol, you know, and, mm -hmm. I, and I think back to college years, you know, I can't sit here and say that I've never had alcohol or, you know, I've never been, you know, a little tipsy. I, I have, mm -hmm. but it wasn't fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would call having to usher mm -hmm. in church the next day. Ooh. It wasn't oh. fun. <laughs> look, look, we laugh about it. My pastor did that on purpose. Hey, like, yeah. my best friend and uh -huh. I went to the same church and we were hanging out Saturday yeah. and you could look at us until we had been drinking and he was like, I'm I'm like mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah. and we looked at each other like, no, don't want to do this anymore. Uh, so I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So those are some of those yeah, real lessons. Yeah. But then the, mm -hmm. the the I think the worst part of it is that, you know, we like I say, we see it on TV, social media. Yeah. You can go on Instagram, TikTok, people just chugging Ooh. it up. But yeah, they don't think about like you said, the impairment part when you're trying to yeah. drive and yeah. you have that yeah. accident or trying to walk and you end up crossing the street mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. and your judgment's mm -hmm. off. You know, yep. we don't think yep. about those things. We think about the good yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that about parents because that whole idea about, well, as long as they drink in my house, they'll be safe. You know, there, there in some cases, there are genetic predispositions to alcoholism right. and addiction. Right. It runs in families. So Absolutely. if you're allowing kids to come to your house, or even let's say you're allowing your kid to consume alcohol or other drugs, well, the marijuana is legal in a number of states right, here in right. the US, but you're allowing your kid to consume those, the, the, those, those substances. Uh, there's no research that shows that that's going to create a responsible drinker. There's no research that supports that. There is a ton of research to support the idea that the earlier a young person consumes alcohol, other drugs, the higher the risk of, of being uh, having a problem, alcoholism, right. uh, substance use disorder. Now, I'm not saying that it's a guarantee that if they're a 16-year-old and they're drinking periodically uh, at, at, at Thanksgiving or during, you know, bar mitzvahs or whatever, that they're going to be alcoholic. I'm not saying that, but it does increase the risk. Absolutely. I'm going to take a minute just to say to our listeners, once again, I have Rodney Poole on and we're talking about um, underage drinking. And um, I know somebody's out there saying, well, <clears throat> this is a vitiligo community. And why do we need to talk about underage drinking? Because it's important. It affects all of us in this world, not just in this country, not just in my state, not just in your home, but around the world. And, and we have to talk about it, you know, as the adults in the room. We have to have this conversation. So I wanted to have you on so we could have this conversation and maybe somebody out there is gonna hear it and say, you know what, I need to talk to my child or I might need to talk to my spouse or my yeah. friend over here. So let's, you know, we're starting that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I so appreciate it. We have found, research has shown that the more frequent in those households that have more frequent conversations about alcohol and other drugs, the lower the likelihood of a young person out there getting out there, getting into trouble with, with, with those substances. The more frequent, effective conversations. 
Uh, kids very frequently turn off to lecturing, uh, the whole blaming thing, right. you know, and we, unfortunately, we can't monitor our kids 24 seven. So you have right, to right, instill right. in them, first of all, there are some boundaries in, in this family, we have some boundaries, you know, right. how many times uh, you may have, maybe in some cases, you may have known of that one kid or that family where the parents were never around and the right. kid did Absolutely. pretty much whatever they wanted to do. And that seldom works out well for the kid. Uh, right. kid, young people need boundaries. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just who, it's just our, our makeup as human beings. We have to have boundaries. That's how real life is. There are right. laws in place. If I, I can't go out here and run red lights, it's because I'm running late. Right. What, I mean, the likelihood of a really tragic situation happening, even though I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I think I'm driving safely, but if I'm, if I'm somebody else breaking yeah. those laws, it, it may be tragic for myself and or someone else. So Absolutely. that's just how real life is. That, that, that we, we can't. I mean, we can we can make our own choices, but we can't choose the consequences. Um, let's talk about some of the the the, the facts and statistics that you have on your site um, about underage drinking, because um, a lot of people think underage drinking is just alcohol, maybe getting drunk, maybe passing out, maybe throwing up, maybe you know some of the other things, but. On your site, there's a list of things that people don't think about. Because even myself looking at it, I'm going, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't relate it to alcohol. Can uh -huh. you share some of those with the listeners, some of those actual other behaviors that can be a result from drinking alcohol? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's all sorts of, you think about it as, as you know, as a, as a full-grown adult now, I think back, I tell you, um, there's a... There, there's got to be a reason why I'm still here. I'll be honest with you, because if uh, <laughs> because yeah, some of the yeah, things that, of I, that I've done under the influence, it's like, man, right. what was I thinking? Right. You know, it's just there are there are so many risks uh, to, to, to use, you know, uh, I mean, everything from, you know, uh, grades being affected from right. um, uh, health being affected, increased uh, unwanted pregnancies. Right. Um, uh, uh, tragic motor vehicle accidents. I mean, there's just, uh, there's just so many risks involved. And so, you know, we really want to encourage, like I said, uh, parents to have those conversations. Go to our website, talkitoutnc.org, or reach out to me. I would love to uh, come and present this information um, to your students uh, at schools. I've been doing Absolutely. it for 10 years now, and people say I'm pretty good at it. So a uh, number of schools <laughs> have me back year after year, uh, and I, I love doing this work. Uh, one of the other things I, I, I love talking about, the reason why I feel compelled to talk about, or my, this, this is my passion, is because uh, I'm also in recovery. I, I'm in my 30th okay. year of recovery. Yeah, yeah. So y'all didn't know that when I was at Shaw. Yeah, I was a little older than some of y'all. I was right, a little bit right. older. Uh, I have been through some things and seen some things and done some things. Um, but uh, it didn't matter when it came to uh, running track. So they never asked me how old I was when I right. you step on the line. It's like, go. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> You know, it, 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 I, I would hate for any young person to experience any of the things that I experienced as a young person. Right. Four out of five of the people who I used to hang out with and, and, and party and drink and, 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 and use with, uh, they've all gone. They've all passed away. Mm -hmm. Four out of five of them. Wow. And the other one, I don't know where he is. Uh, to be honest with you, we, were, we, we weren't really good friends. We really weren't good friends. They were just people that I, was, I found myself hanging out with and um they caused it was just a lot the one thing we had in common was alcohol and other drugs and right. so i share that with young people there's a really good chance i may have thrown away an opportunity to play division one football 
Wow. Yep. Uh, there's, a, there's a really good chance because I was a beast on the field in high school, but I couldn't remember the plays. Wow. You know, there's this idea that marijuana is harmless, not for the developing brain. Marijuana Absolutely. completely gets in the way of the hippocampus, the part of the brain responsible for memory, completely disrupts short-term, uh, long-term memory uh, uh, information recall. And, you know, you have to be 100% if you're going to play any sport. It's, you know, it's, it's beneficial to be 110%, actually, if you can. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've been, I was very fortunate in college. Um, I can't say I, I was an angel. Yeah. I, I, I did drink, you know, and um, I, not just, you know, beer or anything. It was some of that liquor store stuff, you know, cool breeze stuff. That, yeah. Oh, you? yeah. Oh, I don't believe it. Uh, tr- trust me, my, my, my former roommate and uh, I don't my, believe it. I don't one believe of my, it. One of my frat brothers, we have some stories because that stuff, yeah. man, you drink it and, and a couple yeah. minutes later, you ready to fight. You only know what you're fighting <laughs> for. <laughs> and don't just know why mad. Yeah, just yeah, mad, yeah. you know. But it, it's one of those things, you know, when you're in college, you're like, oh, you know, it's right here. They're selling it to us. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask for yeah. ID or anything. No, so uh-uh. we were buying it. We were uh-uh. drinking it. But most yep. of, yep. afterwards, most of my friends did not drink. So yeah. I, I didn't I didn't have a reason to stop and go anything. And plus, uh, you yeah, know, my friend, yeah. I was one of the few with a car. So yeah. if I had the yeah. car, I'm driving. So I'm not drinking and driving right. now. Right, so it, I right. think sometimes I, I was fortunate to have certain people around me that did not yeah, drink yeah, and I was yeah. always driving. So I didn't do yeah. that. And when it mm-hmm. came to the um, the weed stuff, man, yeah, I, yeah. I have asthma and allergies, man. I was like, nah, I can't, right, I can't right. get down with y'all. <laughs> I'll be in the corner somewhere I'm passed good. out. Yeah. And so I, so I, I feel like in some ways I was fortunate, yeah, you know. And yeah, now that's yeah, what I said. The yeah. Lord looking out, like, nah, you there can't you breathe anyway. Why are you going to take Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're going to make it worse. Yeah, Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, but, but, but more no, teams die. More teams die as a result of alcohol than any other illicit right. drug. I know in North combined. Carolina, we have a big problem with that. We see yeah. it all the yeah. time. It seems like every year. And not yeah. just yeah. one or two, like yeah. carloads at one yeah. time. And it's, it's, yeah, it's all tragic. at once. Yeah, And it doesn't have to happen. It doesn't have to happen. And I'm wondering what it is, why it seems that, like, because I work, I work in a number of different states. And it varies from state to state. In some states, you have this, this big, huge push. It, it, it seems like it's statewide. In other states, right. you have well, over here in this pocket, there may be some prevention work going on. And this right. over here, there's some going on. You know, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm so, I'm so appreciative, you know, because this does not discriminate. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic status is. It doesn't Absolutely. matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter your political affiliation nor your religion. Right. Uh, if you consume too much alcohol, it could kill you. And right. I make sure I let young people know, you know, uh, uh, that there it, it's not all. It's not like the commercial shows. You're talking about a, a a a substance that literally. And when people die from alcohol poisoning, it's usually the breathing stops. That right. signal from the brain to the lungs to expand becomes so slow that it just stops. Right. So yeah. Wow. And and that's important because we do see it as a a fun pastime, you know, everything, the sports, you know, we watching, come on, let's be, let's be real. February 13th. A lot of people are going to be consuming alcohol because of the Super Bowl. A lot Mm -hmm. of kids are going to be around the parents and they might even Mm -hmm. parents might say, just take a sip, but yeah. Yeah. It it takes that Mm -hmm. that sip to go to a couple of cups to several cups to a couple of bottles. And next, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fun pastime that's deadly. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so in your in your travels, let's talk about that, because you travel around the world, and a lot of times when we think alcohol consumption, in the mm -hmm. U.S., we think, we have this very, I think, limited thinking. We think, okay, maybe the good old boys drinking, maybe in the hood, there's a lot of drinking. But right. when you travel around the world, what do you see? What is that knowledge or experience like? Yeah, well, it, it varies from location to location. Um, I would say in the U.S., you know, there's this big uh, 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 opioid you know, epidemic going on. Um, you know, we hear that, but we're not seeing widespread use of opioids amongst teenagers. Not to say that it's not happening, but we're just not seeing it as as uh, among as as it's happening amongst the 25 and older group okay. um that group uh, opioids is hitting it's being hit really hard um part of it is from the over prescription of prescription medications um but we're not seeing that as much amongst high school students amongst high school students we're and I'll, I'll be honest with you this is pretty much worldwide it's alcohol number one marijuana Tobacco or AKA vaping or electronic right, cigarettes. Right, right. Not so even tobacco anymore. Tobacco amongst young people is just, it's not cool anymore to smoke cigarettes. Right. Now it's all about the vaping. And even then, we're seeing declines in vaping uh, worldwide, actually. Okay. Uh, but it, there's still quite a few young people who are still using them. Um, and prescription medication abuse. We're not seeing no widespread heroin abuse amongst high school students. We're not seeing. Um, uh, widespread use of some of the other drugs that that are out there that you may hear about on the news. It's still alcohol number one because you know alcohol is socially acceptable to drink. You know it's in you know no, no, in households there are alcohol is the only substance that people have a whole room set up. Right, for. right. <laughs> The, the no, hopefully, no one has a, a room, uh, a heroin bar at their house. No one has. You know, let, let, let's uh, hope not. not. <laughs> let's hope not, right? But there are some with those mar mar uh, marijuana is making a, a a strong push nationwide. Right. There's a lot of money involved, and it, the, you know, the, I could I could talk all day about marijuana. Um, there there seems to be, uh, I'm following that pretty very closely now because I I, I think a lot of those states are really re uh, revisiting their. Um, their laws, the, uh, okay. the, the, the decriminalization of marijuana, as well as uh, legalizing it in a lot of places. They thought it would wipe out the whole uh, black market, but it has not at all. In wow. fact, okay. the taxation of marijuana has caused a lot of people who were trying to you know, uh, 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 work in the industry legally to have to move toward illegal sales because they weren't making any money legally. Wow. All the wow. money being made in, in the, yeah, all the money being made with the illegal marijuana. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's yeah. probably the worst yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's the strongest. It's you know, very, wow. it's the strongest. Yeah, yeah. It may be some of the same marijuana or, the, or stronger that's actually in the dispensaries um, that people are selling, um, you know, illegally. But w w it really varies. Now, some some countries I've been to, inhaling or vape, uh, um, huffing or um, what do you call it, uh, inhaling like different chemicals. It's a very cheap high. You know, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Oh, we, uh, inhalants, uh, computer duster cleanser, oh, wow. um, okay. and these chemicals that they call it huffing. Uh, in some countries, that that's pretty big. We haven't seen that happen here widespread uh, in a number of years. Uh, like I said, but alcohol seems to be the number one by far. Right. I I know when we were kids, though, we used to sniff markers. 
Yeah, yeah, the Sharpie, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and, and, but I, I still see kids do like, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, don't, uh, don't sniff that marker, but I think <laughs> now these companies are starting to figure that out and trying to make it where there's non-toxic stuff in it. Right, so now right. people know I can go to something else. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and that's just something I don't understand. You know, I know people feel they need to get high from certain things to escape yeah. Yeah. different reasons, you know, some for the recreation part of it, some to escape issues and problems and stress and all the depression and everything else that's going on, you know. Um, and and I, what's all, I want to say thank you because I think this is important, um, the conversation we're having, because there's a parent out there who's dealing with this mm-hmm. and they're getting oh, sure. some tools that they can use to help their child um, manage or help them manage their child and, and together they can get through it. So what are some of the, speaking of tools, what are some of the things that parents can do to help or help support their child um, fight this? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, one of the big things I think for parents is, first of all, parents have to educate themselves to know um, what a problem looks like and what resources are available. And, and, and realize that if, if your kid actually has a problem, like they literally, their brain has been trained to crave substances. Uh, they may have, you know, get them, find out what's going on, have, have them evaluated just to rule out, you know, are, do, do they have substance use disorder? Has, has, have, has their brain gone to that level where they're craving, they're seeking out use, they're all they want to do is get high or drink. It's 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 and it's starting to get in the way of other things. It's starting to get right. in the way of the school. Starting starting to get in the way of their health. Starting to get in the way of their goals and and their uh their non curricular uh activities. Uh, sometimes uh, professional help may be necessary. They may have to reach out and have an evaluation done to find out where they are. Don't parents please don't stick your head in the sand and think it's going to go away. Right. I and think okay that was one of the help. big things. It's to, it's totally okay. Please get help. Right. Don't I mean, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people I, I think they're afraid to talk about certain things because they right. grew up not talking about certain things. Nowadays, Absolutely. we have to talk about it. We have to. We have to talk about what's going on because there's too much going on, and and, and to not talk about that stuff could be detrimental long term, especially for young people. There, I mean, right. this pandemic on top of political mess situation i'm sorry the political situation i get it that was that's been happening you know the division you know it's like there's there's a lot to deal with on top of you know this pandemic has really changed i mean it has kids haven't been gone prom's been canceled graduations canceled you know not not having that connection the face-to-face with their friends in some cases, family, loss of family members. Absolutely. You know, there's so much that's been happening. And so just to stick our heads in, I, I, I recommend parents get some help if you have to. Right, absolutely. Parents, you know, if you have to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Talk and to and now yeah. there's no reason why you can't because you can do it online. You don't you have can to do it online. The office. Support online, yeah. And, and that's one of the things I've been doing with the podcast. I've been bringing different people on because I feel like we have to have these discussions. You know, I've had yeah. mental health um, therapists on, I, uh, mm-hmm. specialists, and, you know, mm-hmm. several times. You know, I've, I've had mm-hmm. other, you know, healthcare people and different people to come on 
educators, you know, just so we can have these discussions. Because a lot of times, you know, we sit and think, well, I don't know what to do. You know, you may not, but guess what? There's somebody out there who knows. And if I can have that person on my show, I'm going to bring them on my show. Because I feel like let's get that knowledge out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. that yeah. knowledge is free. This is free knowledge. Yeah. And, and I know sometimes we're afraid to, you know, call somebody on the phone. Because of that mm-hmm. fear, you know, you don't want to, want to oh, I don't want anybody to know that I'm having this issue with my child mm-hmm. or myself. And it's okay. Because you're not it's the okay. only one. You know, you're right. not the that's only right. one. You know, and, that, and that's a hard lesson to learn. You know, uh, some, I, I'm just going to say this. Going, going through a divorce, I felt yeah. like I was yeah. the only one. Yeah. Having, having vitiligo, thought I was the only mm-hmm. one. You know, mm-hmm. and then you realize, no, I'm not in this world by myself. You know, Michael That's Jackson right. said it right. best. You are not alone. There are a lot of people doing the same thing. That's a beautiful thing, man. You know, be- save my life talking to other people. I'll be honest with you. Absolutely. <laughs> save my life. <laughs> the rules and, and, of you know, and you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I, I, I've always been kind of introverted, even Shaw. You know, even being in the yeah. frat, stepping all this stuff, still yeah. introverted. I right, 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 right. I never thought I, I would enjoy talking to people yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. And yeah. after like my first couple of shows, I'm like, oh, this is draining. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, I enjoy yeah. it. Let's talk. Let's have Netflix. a conversation. I'm like, who can I get yeah. next? You know, I'm, yeah, right. and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm trying to bring different people on, you know, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. it's important. Knowledge That's is great. important. That's I said, great. if you have That's knowledge, right. share it. That's, That's right. what we're doing. That's right. So right. just to right. um, honor your time and my time, uh, before we wrap things up, can you share with our listeners, you know, how they can get more information from you, how they can reach you if they want to talk directly to you and, and the website? Sure, sure. Our website, once again, is talkitoutnc.org. That's one word, talkitoutnc.org. Or you can reach out to me specifically at Rodney, R-O-D-N-E-Y, dot pool p is in peter o o l e at a b c alpha bravo charlie um dot uh abc dot nc dot north carolina dot nc dot gov so rodney dot pool at n at abc dot nc dot gov reach out to me uh, uh uh specifically and i would love to uh work with your parents work with your 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 students your your uh youth groups your church groups, your um, uh, PTA, uh, whoever, any, you got a group together, I would love to come and talk to them. And in North Carolina, there's no charge. There's no charge in North Carolina if I I come. Now, uh, my own personal business there might be a- a, That's a little different. Yeah, that's a little different. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. That type of thing. But uh, if, if, if we're here in North Carolina and you go through the ABC commission, there is no charge to you at all. We would be happy to come and we can do things virtually as well. If, if awesome. I know with the whole COVID thing, but, uh, but parents, you know, uh, ask those open-ended questions, uh, take advantage of teaching opportunities when you're in the car, have them put the phone down and, and, and ask them some open-ended questions. You know, don't interrogate, um, right. use age appropriate messages. It's never too early to start talking about health and healthy decision making uh even you know seven eight years old you don't have to start talking about alcohol but start talking about the importance of rules why we have rules um what bullying looks like uh what health feels like what does health look like um help them build a a vocabulary when it comes to emotions that type of thing as they get older you can start talking about more specifics uh because the likelihood of coming into contact and having to make a decision 
about alcohol or other drugs increases daily as they get older. They may right. find themselves in a situation where they have no experience. And, and so that, I really think it's important, even as they get older, uh, do role plays with them about, you know, uh, dealing with peer pressure. You be the peer pressurer and help them. You know, kids practice everything. They practice for the game. They practice for the, right. the recital. They practice for the test. But they seldom practice social situations. And then they find themselves in a social situation with no experience. So help them help them build that uh, that vocabulary of uh, quick thinking. What am I going to say? Because I know what the rule is. But what am I going to say when uh, my boys are looking at me and they pass me to joint or they right. pass me to beer? What am I going to say? How am I going to deal with that situation? And encourage them. Like you said, I love the fact you said that the people that I surrounded myself with, they were supportive. It, it, it was like the, it wasn't going to happen because it just wasn't a thing in our circle. Same thing as well in my circle. There was even in my, in my, my chapter, you know, my fraternity. Uh, it wasn't like everyone was drinking and drunk. Now, not saying there right. wasn't some drinking and some right. on there probably some weeds as well. But um, it wasn't it, it wasn't a prerequisite to get in. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm really Absolutely. thankful for that. Uh, to, uh, for the experience at Shaw, uh, go HBCUs. I highly recommend them. Um, yes. <laughs> but Shaw, so your connection always. That's right. Shaw, so you all day. Uh, ha have those conversations. Parents, you have to talk to your kids. Kids, you have to uh, be willing to, uh, to, 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 uh, to have those conversations as well. So go to our website, talkitoutnc.org, and or reach out to me uh, at rodney.pool at abc.nc.gov. Absolutely. Rodney, I greatly appreciate you coming on. Great conversation for our listeners out there. I want you to take something from this. If you can't use this information, share it with somebody who can. You can share this podcast out over and over and over. It would not go away. We would not delete it. You can share it out 40 times, 50 times, 100 times. But make sure you share this information. It's important because as we always talk about our youth being our future, if they're our future, then we need to save our future. We need to take care of them and, and educate them and also educate ourselves. Because if our kids are not learning from us, mm -hmm. trust me, they're going to learn from their friends. And that's what we Amen. don't want. Yes, sir. Right. Absolutely. Once again, thank you. And for our listeners, thank you for listening in. You have been listening to Living Love. Living life and love. I'm I'm switching it up. Living love and life. Living life and love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Yo, take care. Have a blessed day. Remember to love someone, but most of all, look in that mirror and say I love you to the person you're looking at. Yo, take care. Yeah. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton. This podcast was sponsored by My Bitter Lego Team. 